Hey, what's happening, my people? Welcome to the show. A big shout to all the first-time listeners and an even bigger shout to all those that have been tuned in since the very beginning. If you're one of those and you've listened to all the episodes, be sure to let me know on social media as who knows, maybe I'll give you a shout-out in a future episode. And like always, the handle is kickback underscore Nadum. And as there's no limit to how many followers we are allowed, be sure to join the party. You know, the more followers we have, the more chance we have of, of getting response from someone like a Lionel Messi or Cristiano Ronaldo, you know, those, those small names when we eventually send them an invite. Because you, the people, you deserve the best. But anyway, the time has come to introduce today's guest. He's a boy of Peckham, the brother of Rio, the cousin of Les, but more importantly, he's a friend of the show. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoy my conversation with my former teammate, Anton Ferdinand. How are you, man? Yeah, no, your man. head looks still looks bucked, boy. Look yeah. at the bucket, bro. Yeah, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Your fullbacks <laughs> are still just pulling further and further back as well, they, yeah? They, they are, bro. They are. They are. You see, so you they know. Are. How are you, man? Yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Heading back to the UK next week, so I'm looking forward to that, man. Looking forward are you? To it. Yeah. Oh, wicked. For sure. Whereabouts what are you living? I'm Essex. Yeah. Essex now. All right. Okay. Essex. Are you coming back for good, or are you? Yeah, back for good. Yeah, I'm washed. Washed like you now. Washed up. <laughs> good time. Hey man, it's good to see you, man. Jeez. And you too, man. It's been it's been it's been a long time. But it, then even looking yeah. back, like been knowing you from two thousand and five, sixes. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's, yeah, that's two thousand and five, two thousand and six, man. Uh, nobody deserves to know to have known you for that long. That's the thing. <laughs> nobody. But, uh, yeah. to be fair though, you know what? We we've um we share some good times, man. Yeah, for sure. You know, for sure, for sure, for sure. Some, some we we've we've had some bad times, and we, listen, we've lifted each other up through yeah, them, man. For sure, we're still here, man. We're still here. So, are you ready? Yeah. Yeah, I'm ready, All man. Right. Just ready. just just so you know, this is about you. It's not really about me. But every so often, just to keep you humble, I might throw some shade at you. Okay. <laughs> no problem. All right, cool. Well, let's roll then. So, first things first, yeah. Recently retired, or has it been a little while now? Um, I've been retired about this will be my second year, second season. I'm retired, man. My back won't have it no more. <laughs> Ned. My back just won't have it. <laughs> and how's it been since you stopped? Have you missed it, or how how are you finding it? Do you know what? Um, I've been all right. You know, um, you know the best thing about it, and you're about to come into this now, is. You're going to have a new nickname, brother. It's Peter Griffin, family guy. Yeah? <laughs> Believe me. Like, you, Listen, I've been, been a family guy. Enjoy your time, brother. I've yeah. been a family guy. Don't, don't worry about that. No, but in terms of like, you know, like, I'm not sure what it's like over in the MLS and that, but you know what it's like in, when you're playing in, in, in England, especially when you're playing in the lower leagues and, mm-hmm. and you're playing Saturday, Tuesday. And not just that, when it's half term and your kids are off school. Yeah. I was a, I was able to go to London and go to a museum with them. I've never I've never really been able to do that. Yeah, yeah, I see that. I see. What do you know saying. what I mean? Like stuff saying. like that. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's top. To be fair, from being over here, I do do a lot of that anyway. Let me let me just be polite and say, I want to talk through your career now. Yeah, and yeah. Obviously, it was a long career, so we can't go into too much detail all across the board. But there'll be certain things which I want to want you to just try and talk to me about. Yeah, and the first thing. So, 
you came through West Ham's academy, yeah? I think I maybe played against you in the Youth Cup game or something, yeah? Yeah, Youth Cup. You broke my heart, man. Yeah, we beat you, but it's fine. It's nothing. But um, <laughs> it's just a regular just a regular Tuesday for us, that. <laughs> but were you like me? Because I was a City fan coming through at City. Were you a West Ham fan as well? Yeah, yeah, so, massive. But you were a massive fan, yeah? So did that mean everything yeah. to you to be able to play for them? Yeah, it was to go from the stand to the pitch... It's like a feeling like that, you know, being a, a City fan and going to the pitch. You go from the stand to the pitch, mm-hmm. but you're more chill. You, you're, you're more laid back than me. Your personality is yeah. more laid back than mine, yeah? Mm-hmm. I sometimes struggle to take away the fan in me yeah. when going on the pitch, Yeah, you know? Yeah. And I, I don't know, man. It was... It was Listen, it's what for me, it's what dreams are made made of, innit? I went and lived my dream by going and playing at Upton Park, man, and, and being a first team player there. Yeah, for sure. And do you know when you were coming through then? Did you have all your eggs in that basket or were you doing other things as well? Yeah, no, I was doing other stuff. I was, listen, you know, you know me, brother, I'm a singer. You know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. No, I'm joking. No, you, to be fair, to no. be fair, credit where it's due, you're, you're, you're a good singer. I don't know if you still are, but you were a good singer. You were no, do you know what? I, I wanted to be a singer more than a footballer, if I'm honest. Really? But, yeah, my dad gave me some wonderful advice that realistically, like, made me not do it. He just said, listen, Anton, you can do singing after football, but you can't do football after singing. That's fair. That's so, fair. Have, a go, have a go at football. If football don't work out for you, do singing. But if it does then it does, you know? So I, I went with that. Yes. And I was lucky enough to become a footballer. That's wise advice. And was it the same for Rio? Was he doing anything else or was he just solely doing football? No, he, he done ballet. He so, done. So I beg your pardon? <laughs> yeah, I beg your pardon. He done ballet, bro. He done ballet. Before he started playing football, he done ballet. With his back, he was doing ballet? Listen, I'm telling you. <laughs> that's why, you know, like, his balance and that is like, his, his, yeah. his front is really good, isn't it? yeah. Um, and all that come from ballet. Went to Central School of Ballet, which is a massive ballet school wow. in London. Wow! Did not know that. Did not know that. And it's good that you say it now because as adults, like that's it's like a cool story as opposed to back in the day. You'd be getting killed for that because as soon as I hear yeah, ballet, I think pink tutus and all that stuff. <laughs> Man, I had the kid and play high top as well at the time. <laughs> Did he? Wow! Yeah. No, I, I love that. I love that. So, so when you were both playing at West Ham anyway in the academy, were you both defenders or was one of you inevitably a striker or something? Uh, he was. He played more advanced. Like he played when he came into the youth team first when he was fifteen, sixteen. He played in the youth team against Chelsea in like a, a floodlit cup or something like that, and he played just off the front man mm. and was like a joke. Like he played just off the front man. He played um, centre midfield quite a bit. He was more of a centre-midfielder and then he went back into centre-back whereas I was mainly a centre-back but played centre-midfield yeah. here and there. Uh-huh. You know? Okay, that's interesting because for me, like, if there was any advice I can give to a youngster now, it's like, don't start off as a defender. Like, you can always end up there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. don't, don't start there. It's very rarely when yeah, you make but... it out of there. Once you're in, you're in, that's yeah. it. Exactly, exactly that. And who was, uh, who was better than you or him? Feel free to dunk on him if you need to. Do you know what? Like, my dad's the best person to ask this question, you know, but I'll tell you what he says, innit? Go on. In terms of at age, like at a younger age and coming up through the youth team and stuff, technically and stuff, I was better. Okay. okay. Um, 
the difference is when Rio got into the first team, he played with players who were better than him, mm-hmm. players who were willing to help him. Mm-hmm. You know, Julian Dix, Alvin Mine, Slavin Bilic. Yeah. Then he moved to Leeds. He played with Lucas Radaby. Yeah. Um, then when he went to Man United, he played with Lauren Blanc for the first year. Mm-hmm. So he played with players who, who, who were willing to help him. And no disrespect to the players that I played with, but it's different. Yeah, I went. I, it was different. Some of them didn't want to help me mm-hmm. because they were they were threatened mm-hmm. by by me because I was outspoken and 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 stuff. They were threatened by me. And listen, you know, I was a confident I was a confident guy when playing football. I knew I was better than them. Yeah. Okay. You know, and and. And then I never had that type of gun. It was only really, I think, and if I played with players my own age, so like, like when we played together, mm-hmm. I never ever looked at it as like, okay, you're better than me or I'm better than you. I just looked at we're the same age and we're doing the same thing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Whereas when you play with someone who's younger than you, you tend to want to look after me personally, you tend to want to look after them. Or you play against some, play with someone who's older than you, like, you're like I'm better than you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? If you, if you, you know what I'm saying. You know that's that's funny you say that because from coming through the academy in Manchester, like I, I heard a lot of that type of mentality from people down south. I feel like up north, like nah, you just basically you just had to shut up and do your job. But then when we'd go on the um, under twenty ones trips and all that, you'd, the noise I'd be hearing from you and your southern crew, mate, I'd be thinking you guys are so <laughs> far off it. But you know, uh, do you not know it got you through them ten day yeah, trips though. Hundred percent, but hundred percent. You guys were like, you say you were outspoken, but I just you just loud. Wow, were you loud? Yeah, but anyway, I was loud. Um, so I'm intrigued by West Ham. Yeah, so you're a fan. You play for them and so on and so forth. But what exactly is the identity of the club? Because I hear I've heard for twenty years people say the West Ham way or whatever. But like, what is that? And is it something that exists with fans or is it like a players thing? It's, it's, a, it's definitely a fans thing. The fans' culture is to have young players in the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the, the area? On the floor. From the area? Or from, from, from the area, or they just got to be a product of the West Ham. Okay. If they're from the area, then that's a bonus. But mm-hmm. they've got to be products of the youth team of the West Ham Academy. Mm-hmm. You know, um, A product of Tony Carr, who was the, the head of Academy at the time. Yeah. Um, you know, but you had to be able to play the game the right way. You had to have something about you mm-hmm. you had to work hard first that mm-hmm. was a, that was a definite but you had to have something about you and one thing with West Ham fans was and especially with me they were really patient if you was a youngster coming through and you made a mistake you get the benefit of the doubt yeah. if you, they bought you and you made a mistake uh-uh, you don't get the benefit you're getting yeah. this straight yeah yeah I see that I see, I see that largely so what was um, the best thing about the club do you reckon from your time there or in fact what just is the best thing about the club in general would you say for me it's the fan base that's the best thing about the club is the fan base is like I said I grew up in the stands with them and then went on the pitch to play in front of them so my relationship with the fans is different to a lot of people Mm -hmm. you know even like you'd probably call this busy but even like if I was injured and we was playing away I'd go and sit in the stand with the the fans and, and watch the game Listen, I think you know, 10 years ago I would have called it busy, but now I'm just going to call it, I'm just going to say you went to games. I wouldn't do it personally, but I see it. Because if you're one of them, you're one of them. You know what I mean? I just like it. I think I prefer it when people are genuine with it. But you know certain people do it for PR. 
But if you generate yeah, yeah, it, yeah. I don't. It's fine. You know, I wouldn't do it myself, but it's cool. And I see, I see that then. And how do you think overall? How well do you think you did there? And how do you think you'll be remembered by the fans? Um, I think it's a hard question. You know. Um, Thank you. I did aim for that because it's not it's not one you really get asked very often. So there's no like no. set answer for it, is there? No, it's very, it's very nader me. It's very nice you. Thanks, man. Thank you. I try my best. I try my best. Um, it is. I so I think I think I I done well there. The, the fans call me a, a legend, so to speak. I don't know why, because I missed the penny in Africa final. Sorry, you um, missed the but... couple in your time. Don't worry about that. <laughs> but um. Yeah, the fans seem to call me a legend there. I go, I'm an ambassador at the football club. I go back and and I get a lot of love from from the fans. Um, so I'm I'm well remembered there, and I'm I'm remembered in a good light, which means a lot to me. Mm. Um, so yeah, I think I done to be able to be remembered in a good light. I I, w- I would have had to have done something good. Yeah, that, I I would agree with that. I would agree with that. And the penalty, I think I went to that game. Was that when Gerard slapped one in from like hundred yards out yeah. and a half volley? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I went to that game, and I'll be. Let me have a. Let me confess to you here, I was happy that Liverpool won, not because I'm a Liverpool fan or anything like that, but I was getting the train back to Manchester after the game, and if <laughs> Liverpool had lost, there'd be more people on the train. So instead, our train was oh, it's delightful. Just kicking back, stress free. Odd Liverpool fans stayed in London, so yeah, I'm I'm sorry for your for your loss, but I'm happy for that journey back. Right, I, I apologize. Um, so considering then you were in the academy. You were close to home. You were playing. Like, how is it then that you end up moving to Sunderland? How did that come about? Um. Well, firstly, Newcastle wanted me first. Okay. Okay. I, um. But I turned down Newcastle. Why? Um. Because at the time, Newcastle were going through a transitional period upstairs in the ballroom. Okay. And it was unstable. There was unstable, but West Ham were unstable at the time in the ballroom too. With the Icelandic yeah. people um, and then Sunderland, Sunderland come and they bid 8 million quid and, and Sunderland and West Ham had, had, had accepted it and I remember the uh, chief executive the sport director Gianluca uh, Nani he come to me and said listen Anton we've um, we've accepted a bid for you 8 million pounds to Sunderland I went well I'm, I'm not going <laughs> he went he went what he went I'm not going I said I'm not going he went he said, Anton, he's Italian, and he went, Anton, Roy, Roy Keane is the manager, he'll be good for you, you should go to, to Roy Keane, he'll be good for you. And I said, well, if Roy Keane be good for me, bring him here then. Wow. Bring him to West Ham and bring him here. Wow. You know? Okay. And it was like, and then, then that conversation ended, and then for about a week, he kept, like Anton, please, you gotta go, Anton, please, you gotta go. And then the last, the last straw was he went to me, listen, Anton, the club's in financial struggles, man. If you don't go, the fuck, the, the club could be finished. And he pulled on my heartstrings, so yeah, to speak. Yeah. And I, and I just said to him, "Listen, I'm not promising you I'm going to go, but I'll go and see Roy Keane. I'll go and speak to Roy Keane mm-hmm. and see what he has to go and say." Um, I went up. Roy Keane asked me to come and meet him at his house in in is it Sal? Where is it? In where? Sorry. Um, where's in Manchester somewhere? A sale, 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 sale. Sell, yeah, sell, that's it. Uh, sell from London. Sell. <laughs> sell. Oh, yeah, up. from in Sill, yeah. wherever it's called. Uh-huh. And uh, Man United 
were playing Newcastle on that Sunday that I was going. So I went and watched the main night game, went and watched Rio, and I went to his house after. Um, not so hell, hell, hell. Lives in hell. There we go. Yeah. That's it. Same difference. <laughs> yeah, kind of. How? Yeah. How? Yeah. How? Yeah. So I um, went to his house. I literally, but what he said to me and that it, I was done, mate. Once I spoke to him, I was like, "Yeah, I'm going." Yeah. I'm going. You know, he was like saying to me, "Listen, Anton." Outside of the, the, the four or five best in terms of centre-backs, you're talking your brother, John Terry, Jamie Carragher, mm-hmm. you know, these guys, Woodgate, Leslie King. Outside of these guys, you should be next on the list in terms of playing for England. But you're not being spoken about in that way. I can get you there. Mm-hmm. Like, And he was telling me the reasons why I'm not there. And this is what we're going to work on. This is what we're going to do. Do, do, do. So when he was speaking to me, I was like, you know what, Ra, and you know what, my man's got weight, by the way. Yeah. If he's in the if he's in the press saying Anton should be playing for England, I know I'm getting a call up. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I see that. So I was I was sold. I went and he was quite funny to be fair to him. He's actually had a bit of banner. Did he? Okay. And yeah, it was funny. So I, I I was sold. So I went back and I said, Okay, no problem, yeah, I'll go. Flipping all of a sudden now. My mum was there for three and a half months, bro. <laughs> my mum ducked out. My mum ducked out after three and a half months. I was like, oh, cheers, Ray. <laughs> my mum ducked out, bro. Oh, that's brilliant. Was he, um, he is his personality on TV the same way it is behind closed doors or is he different? He's got that in him, you know, like, so he's straight talking. And that's what I liked about him. He was so, he's straight. Just because he bought me didn't mean he favoured me. If yeah. I was playing rubbish, he'd treat me the same as everyone else. Yeah. And I like that. Yeah. I actually like that. Yeah. Um, But he would like, like, my first couple of sessions, we're doing a rondo and I'm passing the ball and I did, he was involved. My man, like, I passed the ball to him. My man said, like, bro, what are you doing? That's like the pass went hard enough. <laughs> like I was looking at that pass. You know that pass appreciation time. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, man, he wanted it fired in. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> but it looked to me like I was some idiot. <laughs> you know, I'll like, be honest, I don't I don't know Roy Keane. And I do appreciate what you're saying there about how he's open, honest, and all that, which is good. But there's something about him which made me think that if he wanted to bring any player in, he could say he could get him in a room one on one, and the player's leaving the room, and he's 100% going to join him because they feel like they've got no say. You know, yours sounds a bit different, but if I could imagine him coming to a youngster and say, "Listen, you're coming to play with me. That's it," and the player's like, "Yeah, yeah, 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 sure, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll see you up there." Yeah, yeah. You know, it is what he done in the game as a player is unquestionable, man. Like, yeah. So he's got that. He's got that type of weight. He has got that type of weight. Okay, so you're saying he was more. He's better than Vieira, then? Oh, no. come on, Nets, come on. No, I'm just, I'm just asking you what you said just then. Listen, my man. It, to be fair, you stammering. You okay? You got a stutter. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? Listen. I'm it's listening. a hard question. I'm listening. It's a hard question. I'm listening. You know what? That the fact that when they had the argument in the tunnel yeah. at Highbury and then went on the pitch and the way my man the way he went about his business and the way that listen, they always used to have and they both got great respect for each other. And they're two different types of players, but one thing they that was the same was they never backed down yeah. to any type of challenge. Mm-hmm. 
But when you're asking about actual who's the better player, they're so different, it's hard to actually you compare. Get off the fence. Get off the fence. Paul, <laughs> <laughs> you want to better? sit on there? Who do you think's better? Well, I played with Patrick, so I'm going to have to say him. Well, there you go, then. Yeah, but you know, you've yet to again fail to answer the question, but sure, I, I'll take it. You prefer Roy Keane, that's cool. No, I got no problems with that. Uh, to be fair, Pat's, Pat's probably my, my, more my type of player. <laughs> okay, all right. But, but then when you speak to people who have played with Roy Keane, he actually could ball. Yeah. I don't know no one that said he couldn't ball. Yeah, 100%. I would, I would not be forced about playing with either, but I just like Patrick because he was just different. He had that little bit of flair as well as the aggression. But anyway, mm-hmm. so how did you find making the adjustment then to actually being away from London now? Because it's not like as if you were that old at that point. Like, how did you find playing for the club and being up there? Um, I loved, I loved it, man. Not every minute of it because you you yeah. witnessed a few yeah. times. I've heard about it. Um, yeah. No, you witnessed something, you know? Yeah, there was one. There's that get. We won't talk about the game, but people still talk about it ten years on. That's all I'll say anyway. Yeah. But yeah. Um, Go on. But yeah, I, I, listen, I loved it. I met a lot of people up there. Um, people, obviously, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nadia, who was the player liaison up there, she was like a second mother to me. She yeah, helped me a great yeah. deal. Mm-hmm. Um, she she helped me settle in. She helped me find a place to live and stuff like that. She was really, really good. Um, then you got, obviously, Billy Wilson, uh, got wrestling soul, who's not with us anymore, the masseur. Mm-hmm. Who, who was fantastic, who allowed me to understand what it meant to play for the club because he was a fan. He was a massive, massive fan. Yeah. Um, so he, 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 I used to ask him a lot of questions about the fan base and what is they like, what they want to see from a player wearing their shirt. Mm-hmm. So he, he was fantastic for me. Um, and obviously the lads, you know, um, I got to know Phil Barsley, also I knew Kieran Richardson yeah. from, from when we was young. Um, Phil Barsley I, I got to know really well and he's a good friend of mine now still mm-hmm. um, you know and we had some some great great times there the banner was good there it was a good dressing to be in yeah for sure you know from when I was there with you for that season like I really enjoyed that year it's probably one of the one of the best years of my career because I, you know, but I don't know how much of that is down to the fact that I was playing we had a good team you know we were top 10 and, and stuff like that because you know I'm one of those guys People talk about Sunland till I die on Netflix, but I can't watch it because my memory of the place is far different to what people tell me about on that documentary. I don't want to like, I want to protect it and keep it in that mindset and that bubble. Because I remember going to the stadium and the place rocking, and I was winning games, and I was doing this, and I was doing whatever, seeing all these players playing. But then it was only a few years later. I'd be going up there with a different team, and like you could sense that the home players didn't even want to be there because they knew how much grief they were going to be in for. You know, and that. That's tough. That's a tough place to find the team, given what it was like when we were there. But you know, yeah. again, I ask you the question which I asked you before: How do you think? How well do you think you did there? And how do you think the fans will remember you? Um, I think they saw the best of me. This season, the 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 three four games that I played before I left the start of the season. Right. Okay. I think that's when they saw the best of me. You know. Um, the following year, the year before that was the year where you was there and I had a lot of um, this, I'd say, discrepancies with Steve Bruce, who was the manager at the time. <laughs> discrepancies. Um, <laughs> 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 Listen, I'm comfortable talking about it and we never got on in it. 
Yeah. That's that's a, that's a fact. We never got on. Um, he didn't like me for some reason. I don't know what the problem was. Mm-hmm. But he never liked me. Um, and listen, it is what it is. Yeah. You know, um, people people have their opinion. That's what that's what people don't need to understand. Football is a game of opinions, and his opinion on me as a footballer. Um, and a person was one that didn't allow me to play as much as I, I felt that I should have. And then the following year, I thought to myself, you know what, I'm just going to come back as fit as possible because I knew he liked people that were fit, mm-hmm. like people who could run. Mm-hmm. So I um, come back as fit as possible. He had brought in John O'Shea and Wes Brown. So again, I'm looking at and I'm going, well, oh, Wes Brown. Like, Shazy can play fullback, but there's a place up for grabs here at centre-back. There's me, Mickey Turner, um, who he loved. Yeah. And listen, he's a good player, but he, that was his type of player. That was, that was his player, you know? Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, and a few others that were there, that were still there as well. And I just thought, you know, I'm going to get as fit as possible. And me and Wes, in pre-season, actually struck up a really good partnership. We played um, Kilmarnock away and we smacked, we slapped them 4 0. And that was our first time we played it together. And we just had a really good understanding. And in that time, I think the biggest thing was me, with me was I kind of like reset yeah. in terms of, and I reset in terms of. I've always been compared to Rio, innit? And people have always gone to me, you know what, you're not better, you're never going to be yeah. better than Rio. Uh-huh. And I'm always fighting to prove myself. Yeah. And for me, that was the first time I was playing with a player whose stature mm-hmm. was much bigger than mine. Yeah. And I felt like I could learn from them. Yeah. And I had to prove I was better than them. Yeah. You know? So I heart my mum. I reset myself to that way of thinking, which which had got me to where I where I was at that stage. But I fell off a bit. I would say, and I'm happy. Listen, I I, I know I fell off around around just before that. I know I did, um, and that's that's through no fault of my own. I relaxed and I, I weren't playing as well as I should have done. Um, but I reset and I had that mindset again of listen. I've got to prove myself. I've got to prove myself, mm-hmm. and. We then went into the season. We went away to Anfield and we I think we drew one all or we won one nil, I can't remember. Away at Anfield and they had Suarez and Andy Carroll up front and me and Wes were on fire. Mm-hmm. Then we played the time we had Derby at home. We drew that one all. Um, then we went away to, to Swansea when they first come up and they were good at home. Remember that first year they were really good under Brendan Rodgers. Mm-hmm. And we come out of there with a nil-nil draw. And we were playing what, and that was my last game for 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 Sunderland. But in them in them three games plus the preseason, I think that's when the the Sunderland fans were, were seeing the best of me. But I had to make a decision because Steve Bruce openly said to me, for as long as I'm at this, I was in the last year of my contract that year, and he went, for as long as I'm at this football club, you'll never be getting another contract. So decent, yeah. Listen, there's the, there's the door in it basically, and when QPR come for me. I was like, you know what, I've got to go and see what they've got to say. Mm-hmm. And what um, what was QPR's vision then when they signed you? Because, like, I came halfway through the season, but what were they saying to you at the start of it? Stay in the Premier League, man. That was that the, the yeah. goal. That was the thing. Stay in the Premier League. Um, and listen, they had, they had 
they had Tony Fernandez and I had big plans for it. It never materialized, never worked out. But they had really, really big plans for it and for the for the football club. But the main thing they wanted to do was not be a yo yo club and they wanted to stay in the Premier League that first season, mm-hmm. which is always, as you know, it's probably you know it's probably the easiest season, the first one, because a lot yeah. of people players don't know a lot of teams don't know how you play, what you're about. Mm-hmm. They don't know your players. Like we're seeing that now with like Sheffield, Sheffield United last mm-hmm. year. They were a joke this year. People now to play against them. Yeah, yeah. That's the fact, it's yeah. not. It's you know. What I mean, it's 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 not a shock to them now. They know. Yeah, that's a fact. Yeah. So you know, I've I've asked people if you, if they get seduced by the QPR scam, which was to get signed at the stadium, then arrive at the training ground. Did you do the same thing? <laughs> yeah, I never saw the I never saw the training ground until I started the, until I, I came in for training, bro. You know, that's incredible, you know. Like, okay, that's so shameless. It's so shameless to do that. But it seemed like it happened to everybody. But, you know, yeah. at least they were consistent. Um, and you were a huge part of us staying up that first season. But what do you think caused it to not go so well in year two for you in particular? Um, Year two for me, I think... There was a lot. There was a lot of different energy. I think the the the, the clicks within the the dressing room got worse. I think they mm-hmm. were there in the first season. Don't get me wrong, they were. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the second season they got worse. Um, I had. I think, like I said, the second season is always harder than yeah. the first season because people know how you're playing. They know what you're about. They they got your card so to speak. They've marked your card so to speak. Yeah. Um, we as a team weren't fit enough. Our preseason that year when we went to um, Asia for like six months, basically just traveling. Yeah, when, yeah, we went Malaysia and just we travelled more than we trained. Mm-hmm. We weren't fit enough for the season at all. And it weren't until the first game of the season when we got slapped six nil or whatever it was, five or six nil by Swansea at home. Yeah. Five years. I was like, raw. Yeah. Like, I, I don't feel nowhere near fit enough. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, so I wasn't, I definitely weren't fit enough for that start of the season, which then had a downturn in, in my in my playing, in, in my performances. Because as you know, in the Premier League, if you're not fit, you, yeah, it's, it's impossible for you to perform at the level that you need to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, You can get away with it slightly, probably in, in lower down the league, so the Championship, you can maybe get away with it because you can, especially if you're experienced, you can get away with it because you can give someone a chance and they're not going to score. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the Premier League, you give someone a chance to score, yeah, especially as a defender. 100%, yeah. 100%. Um, and I think that was the reason why for me personally, it didn't go so well. Then obviously, um, what I've learned over the last 18 months making this documentary that I've, I've just made, talking about racing and football, the, the incident with me and John um, definitely played a part and I only learned that by doing the documentary and, and and watching it. Yeah, for sure. It was. I watched that yesterday and it was really good to watch and it was also weird to know that I was around at that sort of time and, you know, for as much as you had support, there's a lot of stuff that was going on around which not many people knew at all and even, like, say when High Redknapp came in, um, from the get-go, he didn't like you. But had he ever coached you anywhere before? 
No, he had a co- he was at West Ham. Obviously, I'd known him since I was like ten years old. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know? but do you know what I mean. And I don't want to be conspiracy theorist and stuff like that. But it's amazing sometimes how certain people and certain things are linked together, which affects decision making for other things. Because like when I say he didn't like it, like I've seen coaches come in and not like people, but it usually takes a bit of time for that to be the case. But it felt like from day one, she didn't like you. But it wasn't just about stuff on the field. There was just something, you know what I mean? And yeah. And unfortunately, I think the way that this game works is, you know, it can be a game of opinions and people have loyalties and so on and so forth. But as a player, you don't have the power. So you're putting your trust in people to have the right opinion about you who have the power. But that, those stars aligning are a lot harder for a player than it is for a coach, let's just say anyway, if you know what I mean. Of course, of course. You know I mean? there's, a, there's a lot of aspects in in terms of my situation with, with Harry bringing up. And remember, he had my brother. Yeah. Um, but he, brought, he gave me signs, brought him in. And he called Rio the new Bobby Moore. He called Rio the Rolls Royce of, football, of footballers. Mm-hmm. He had a very, very high opinion of, of Rio. Um, and I was nowhere near that. And I think he just expected me maybe to be like that. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't. So maybe I was a disappointment to him. I don't know. Yeah. You know, um, which is fair enough. That's cool. That's his opinion. That's fine. Um, but the last one of the last conversations I did have with him, and it was actually my last game for my last staff QPR which we rimmed we actually rimmed it and we Newcastle away mm-hmm. and I think a week before that I, I wasn't playing and I went in to see him and I said listen Gaffer um, I'm not stupid the team's doing okay I'm not here to say to you like why am I not playing mm-hmm. I'm not stupid enough to say that I said but what I want you to know is that when you need me I'm ready yeah that's what I want you to know. And I left it at that. And as I was walking around, oh, by the way, I spoke to Stevie Bruce about you the other day. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and he went to me, and he went to me, he told me your best position is right back. <laughs> and I went, <laughs> and I went, and I said, no chance. I said, listen, I can do a job there. I can play and do a job for the team. I said, I'll play anywhere for the team. I'll do a job for you anywhere. I said, but you want to see the best of me? You play me centre back. I am not a right back. And in the following week, I played right back away at St. James's Park. That was my last game for the club, my last start for the club. <laughs> oh, what, what am I that doing? Was actually, that was actually, and I, the reason why I remember, that, I remember me and you were rooming that day because that was the day that I found out that my wife was, my wife was pregnant with our first son. Yeah. And you was the first person I actually told. And what did I say and how did I treat you? Actually, I can't remember that, man. <laughs> I'm, that. I'm happy when my people procreate. Best thing in life for me. So I'm happy. I'm delighted. I was delighted for you then. I'm still delighted for you now. And you don't look... I, I, you look you look less weathered than I thought you would do based on having your first child back then. So credit to you. Yeah? It's in, it's in the melanin, man. It's like, it's, you know that, like, because... <laughs> no, no, right. no. Okay, okay. So, crazy, in my opinion, was the fact that after you left QPR you went to Turkey because going to Turkey feels not as a last resort, but something drifting towards it. I was surprised you didn't have places in England for you. Were you surprised as well? Or is this something that you wanted to do? Yeah, I was, I was very surprised. Um, you know me very well, Ned, yeah? you know me very well. And I'm, I'm, I'm outspoken. <laughs> I'm, 
I've got my own opinion, but um, I'm assured in myself and I'm confident in myself, especially as a footballer. And I couldn't understand why no club in the Premier League, whether it be a club that's established in the Premier League, I'm not talking top four, top five, top six, I'm talking or top eight, I'm talking like mid-table or relegation battle or a club that's just come up for the championship. Mm-hmm. I couldn't understand why no one would even take it, like would, would bring me in the building. Yeah. You know, I was like, wow. But everything was, everything was the same. Oh, no, we've heard he's a bad egg. No, we've heard he's a bad egg. Mm-hmm. No, we've heard he's a bad egg. The only thing that had happened that year was the, the incident with, with, yeah. with, with John Terry. That's the only thing that really had happened that year. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, I was a bad egg. I was a bad egg. Managers that I knew were saying no. Yeah. And I was like, wow, like, nobody in England wants to touch me. But then I had, then it was like, okay, well, low-end championship want to touch you. Like, no, I'm not going there. But mm-hmm. my ego at that time would not allow me to go there. Yeah, I get that. You know? And, you know, I remember I'm playing the Premier League for 11 years and I'm, I'm you know, and I'm like, I'm, I, I can still move. I'm coming into the prime, by the way. I'm, I'm 26, 27 at the time. Yeah, exactly, yeah. I'm like, why am I going low championship? when I'm coming to my prime and I've played in the Premier League for 11 years that don't make sense mm-hmm. and then Turkey come and I was like you know what I'm going to go and try my you know what they want me here and I've had a rough time with the media over here I'm going to go and and put my head down over there and and, and try and get the love for the game because I didn't have no love for the game at that time mm-hmm. I threw no love for the game I loved playing it but I hated what the game stood for Yeah, and I, I, I just thought well, okay this I, I need to just go yeah I uh that that moment, I think, which a lot of us have to go through, where we our perceived value isn't what people are telling us it is anymore. We've come up with the same people, played at the same level, played well at the same level, but now someone's saying that that's not your level anymore. But we then lose all control in terms of what our destiny is going to be. You know, that's really tough. That's a really really tough moment. And in fairness, like I'm glad that I'm glad that you got through it and. You know, you got through it by playing over there for a while. And then it was strange to see you come back and play in the uh, championship. Then it was more strange again for me to see you drop down to South End, although I imagine some of that's to do with location itself. Because I've known you as a player who's played at the highest level for the longest time. But then also, you, you love the game. And this game that we play, we can't waste moments. We can't waste years while we're in it because it's not something that's going to go on for 30, 40, 50 years, is it? You know what I mean? But looking back at all that then, before we get into some fun, when do you think you played at your best and why? I think I played at my best um, at West Ham. Um, and the reason why is because the dressing room was 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 unbelievable. Um, probably my favourite dressing room. And I was living a supporter's dream, yeah. you know? And so I achieved... A lot with West Ham. Didn't win nothing, but in terms of achievements, like so, got uh, got promoted by the playoffs, which you know is is one of the best yeah, games you can play in football. Mm-hmm. Um, then the following year, we finished seventh in the Premier League and got to the FA Cup final. You know that's that's a massive achievement for for, for us, um, especially in our first year coming up, and. Um, just everything about my time at West Ham. I was there from the age of nine to the age of 22, I think 22, 23. 
Um, so I spent a lot of time. I, I, I've got lifelong friends there. I've got friends. I've got people who have watched me grow up, who are now seeing my kids grow up. Yeah. No, so it, it's it's crazy, and now I think that's why I think I played my best there and where I had my my, my best time. Um, if you could add one thing to your game, if you could have added one thing to your game, what would it have been? If I could have added one thing to my game, I think I would have added a bit more aggression. Okay, that's I interesting. Think. It's interesting you say that because I've got I've got a theory. Like, play along with me here, yeah. So, mm-hmm. in my career, I ended up playing. I think it's four hundred and twenty-six games. I scored fifteen goals and had eleven assists. But my fifteen goals should, probably should have been twenty or thirty, yeah. Because of the chances that I've missed, I missed some huge chances. And as far as assists go, I could have had a few more if, say, people were more lethal or whatever. But looking back, like 15 goals in 11 assists in 426 games is horrendous. Yeah, it's horrendous. We we agree, it's horrendous. So if then somebody played 437 games, had seven goals and four assists, what are you doing? What is that? (laughs) Hey, listen. Seven goals and four assists in 437 games. What's wrong with you? Uh, listen, that is what, what I was paid to do, bro. I weren't paid to score goals. <laughs> I weren't paid to score goals. But I'll tell you one thing, though. Go on. A lot of my, other than a lot go. of my goals were actually very good ones. Yeah, all right, mate. All right. But you it's know? still only seven of them, though. That's the thing. I know, but when you're when you're... Swiveling on, on the volley and yeah, putting one in the top go. corner yeah, or you're it. hitting one in the bottom corner on the volley with your left foot. Yeah, you know I, what I mean? Yeah, I saw it. I saw it. But the downside is, though, for you and I, if we were to have a highlight reel, mine would only be two minutes, but yours would be one. That's the downside. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. It's <laughs> you know true. what I mean? Across nearly 500 it's games. True. But anyway, so let's have some fun just to finish, yeah? So, would you rather have won the league with West Ham or played 50 games for England? Jesus, that's a hard question, you know. Oh, thanks, man. Um, see, the, the the selfishness the selfishness in me would say play for England, but then the fan in me saying win the league, I'd win the league with West Ham. <laughs> okay, that's the safe that's the safe answer. Um, that isn't it? It's the honest truth that one. All right, okay. Um, would you rather play oh. for West Ham and relegate Millwall, or would you rather relegate Newcastle playing for Sunderland? I'd rather relegate me a wall. Really? You hate them that much, yeah? Even though the Newcastle ones are a big thing now. It's a it's a big thing, but I played I played at the den for South End, yeah. And they they yeah. hammered me for the whole game, bro. <laughs> the whole game. The whole game. I just remember I grew up I grew up a stone throw away from me wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, did, and I didn't sign for them, so that which made it worse. I signed for their their rivals, yeah, which yeah. made it worse. Okay. But when I played against them for for Southampton, they hammered me for the whole game. Bro. <laughs> Madness. <laughs> yeah, they're spicy over there. So uh, a scenario for you. Yeah? So it's a penalty shootout. Sorry, because it's rough ground for you, but it's a penalty shootout. Yeah, <laughs> you need to score to win the to win the whole thing. Yeah. Firstly, which yeah. way would you shoot? Which way would you go? I'm going to my left. Okay. So you go into your left, but now the keeper says he knows where you're going. What do you do? Go down the middle. <laughs> go down the middle. Okay, cool. So now you've got a penalty to try and keep your team in the competition. If you miss, you lose. Which way are you going? 
I ain't doing what I've done for England and hitting the bar. No, that remember that. <laughs> yeah, I remember bar. that. I remember that. So what are you doing? You have to score to 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 keep the competition going, otherwise you lose. Are you going the same way to your left? Yeah. And now if the keeper says again, I know exactly where you're going. I'm gonna change it. I'm going down the middle again. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't think that he knows you're gonna go down the middle, no? You feel the difference in pressure or what? You'd panic, wouldn't you? Yeah. You'd panic. No, I would. You'd I know, panic. Listen, I swear, Dan, do you remember the actual round 21s? Yes. Um, yeah, longest ball shooter yeah. ever. I would have taken longest... one, but I was injured. I came off. I came off. Oh, no, that old chestnut. That old chestnut. Yeah, my groin was hanging off. Yeah, convenient. Listen, you know what was mad? Remember, so I took the first one and I scored, innit? Yeah. And I come back with the, like, yeah. FA Cup finals out of my head. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I remember. I was shouting that. Yeah. Missing FA Cup but I scored here today. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. Then, then all of a sudden, it's like, Anton, you're up again. What? Excuse me? Excuse me? Yeah. Rob, uh, man, just hit the ball. No, no. But, you know, you, 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 uh, you moved on from then. <laughs> you had a really good career. You did what you needed to do and you're still standing. You've got a beautiful family and, that we want to celebrate and when I get home 2021 hopefully I'll see you kids can hang out and just talk about Definitely the stuff that's been through man. so yeah thanks Definitely. for coming on the show bro it's, it's been an no absolute problem. pleasure great to see your face again and thankfully <laughs> no one else will get to see it because you're looking kind of wild but it's good to see it anyway <laughs> nice one man but listen before I go I just want to say man you know football yeah it you give everything for this game innit yeah. and it chews you up and spits you out, man, as, as, as we know. And some the way that I finished, football finished me rather than I finished playing. I still wanted to play, but there was nothing yeah. out there for me. Um, but watching the way you finished, for somebody like you, who I've got the utmost respect for and I've got a lot of love for, Watching the way you went out, you went out on your own terms, man. And I listen, when I was watching all of it, man, I was I felt proud like I was your brother. No, but I'm your brother anyway. Yeah, but it was, sure. it was a it was a lovely feeling to watch you end the on your own terms, mm-hmm. you know. So listen, you're blessed for that, man. And, and so no, I'm proud of the, the the career that you've had, no, you know. And, and appreciate. I was happy to I was happy to share a few dressing with you. Just a few, yeah. Just a few. No, I appreciate it. And thank you for the help that you gave me when I first went into the under-21s team because, I've, you know, I'm two years younger than you. And it, mm-hmm. it made a big difference for me. Because you I don't saw, look it. You don't look it. Listen, I look three years younger. But anyway, <laughs> no, but no, I appreciate it. I appreciate what you've said. That was always the aim, to be able to step away on my terms and to yeah. get the opportunity to do it. Like, I'm glad you've seen it. And, you know, I, I appreciate it a lot. So, yeah, thank you very much. No problem. Thank you. No problem, bro. Well, have a good Christmas, eh? And I'll speak to you soon and see you soon. You too, man. Yeah. Uh, and love, love to the family, man. Same to you. Same to you. Bye for now. Nice one. Bye. Bye. So, there you have it. I hope you enjoyed our conversation. And I also hope that you're subscribed and ready for what's to come. I think we've got some very good times ahead. And who knows who we'll have on the show after I return to the UK. But for now, to close, thanks again to our producer, Mr. Ryan Hale. Thanks to Mountaineer Studios here in Draper, Utah. And lastly, thanks to all you guys for listening. Love to you all. Bye for now. <laughs>